Okay. Oh, uh, you had to start it intro, off, though. Huh? Yeah. I forget what it is. I actually rewrote my outro so that I would actually not fuck it up this time. Keep up with your two favorite salty snacks. Follow us on Twitter. We're snacks, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> We're snacks? We're snacks. I want to be snacks. Nobody's ever calling us snack before. I'm calling you but a snack. But what kind of snack am I, though? Like salt and vinegar chips. Like the good kind. The so, like, I'm good for a little cook. bit, but if you hang out with me too long, you're going to burn your mouth. Yes, that's basically <laughs> what's going to happen. For sure. Okay. That's fine. I think I've burned every person at least once because I pushed it a little too far. <laughs> I did a joke that struck the last nerve and then I crushed their will to live. I'm like, backpedal, backpedal, backpedal. Ask Dan. <laughs> you know, Lindsay, I just came here to have a good time <laughs> with my friends. I had a really hard week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, Dan. I'm not. What's up, chicks, dicks, and everything in between? I'm Lindsay. And I'm Sapita. And you are listening to Two Salty Broads. We have no idea what we're doing. We're not experts in anything. But we know a little bit about a lot, and we've got a lot of opinions to back it up. So... Get ready for our salty surprise. And we thought for episode two, we talked about first impressions in episode one. So we thought, here's a chance for you to get to know us a little better. We wanted to talk about being 30 because we are both in our 30s. Some of us more recently than others. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. And just the differences between being in your 20s and 30s, I think it's like a very relatable topic and it's a chance for everybody to get, I think if you're in your 20s, this will make you less scared of being 30. And if you're in your 30s or up, it'll make you feel a bit better about where you're at. Or you might not or want to associate feel worse. with us. I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in which case, whoops, but <laughs> also not our problem, I guess. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, So... Personally, I struggled a lot with turning 30. Um, I uh, like to say entered my 30s much like I entered the world, naked, wet, and crying. Um, Did but you? As, Were you yeah. naked on your 30th birthday? Well, as I sobbed in the shower, no. right? Um, <laughs> oh, trying to will the power of anti-aging body wash to work faster, I had a thought, um, as one usually does in the shower. I don't know why, because I don't have a pen and paper there. Uh, and then I forget it as soon as I'm out of the shower, but... I was wondering, why am I upset? Uh, am I that vain that, like, I let society tell me, okay, this is the best it's going to be? Because now that I'm turning 30, it's going to be a downward spiral, right? My looks are going to go. My metabolism's going to drop. My boobs are going to drop. Spoiler alert, they have. Um, <laughs> and I, I came to the conclusion that, yes, yes, I am that vain. So, I, for me, I think my experience was a little bit different than yours just because... I, I mean, I was worried about all those things, but I think I've always been worried about those things. And for me, it was more like everybody kept saying, well, the 20s, those are the best years of your life. Those are the best years of your life. And then I'm 29. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> were those the best years of my life? It's all downhill from here. Yeah, I hope not. I mean, there were some, don't get me wrong, there were some high points. But woof, I really hope that that wasn't everything because there's a long road ahead and I'm not sure what I've got to look forward to now if it's all downhill from here. So I think I was just, but there was a lot of uncertainty, but I kind of grew up with uh, my dad telling me I've never regretted the age that I am because there's always something to be happy about at the age that you're at. 
So I kind of always kept that mentality. So I thought, okay, maybe 30 won't be so bad. And I, I mean, so I don't know. You're, you're further into your 30s <laughs> yeah, than me. I I'm going to find every opportunity to say that because. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, you're old. <laughs> <laughs> you're closer to death than I am. Yeah. Although for many reasons, not just age. <laughs> so do you think that. So you have your opinions and I have mine, but do you think that, so whatever you thought about turning 30 or whatever that means, entering the next decade of your life, do you feel like the reality met the expectation or do you feel that it's different now? You know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I have a lot more gray hairs than I did in my 20s. Um, Things don't fit the way that they used to. The metabolism... Again, I'm a vain person, um, and but that's just the way I was raised. In you know, my family, you, the way you looked was very important, and um, so seeing all these gray hairs or noticing that I just couldn't eat what I wanted anymore, um, it. It's been it's been a struggle. It's it's been hard to adapt. That being said though, it's not as bad as I thought it was. And even more to be said, in my 30s, I have a lot of my shit more together than in my 20s. In my 20s there was a lot of uncertainty, right? You're in college. Now you have to find a job. What do you want to do? You know, you have an entry level job, you know, you're getting paid pennies. You you want to move out. You want to have a house. I've been fortunate enough to be able to have a good job. I have a good home. I have, you know, the money to, to pay a professional to dye the grays out of my hair because pulling them out was no longer an option at that point. I think as soon as I found a gray eyebrow hair, I, like, snapped. Um, you are old if you have gray eyebrow hair. I swear <laughs> it was a day of reckoning. Actually, it was a morning of reckoning. Because I looked in the mirror, and I was like, oh, I, ha- I have a little bit of, you know, Luna fur on my hair. Luna uh, is her dog. Yeah, Luna is my white husky. Un- unaware. <laughs> and so she sheds a lot. So occasionally you'll find a white husky hair in your hair or, you know, sometimes In my gross, underwear. But- <laughs> I've found Luna hair in my Shut underwear up. before, yeah. What are you doing with my dogs? She puts her nose in my crotch, so I don't know if, like, the hair penetrates my <laughs> pants. <laughs> i don't know i've found her hair in my underwear touching my skin okay i live with her and i've never had that well so i don't maybe you're yeah we need to talk about that topic where it is and keep going (laughs) but i thought i thought it was a husky hair so i go to brush it off and i'm like no no that's attached to me but that eyebrow hair was black yesterday and now it's gray so i plucked it then I had a panic, and then I called a um, a hair colorist because I had been struggling with finding stray grays in my the head on my hair for a couple of weeks. So uh, the hair on your head? <laughs> what did I say? Hair the head on my, on my hair. <laughs> this is how distraught I was. Yeah, the yeah. head on my hair. Understandable. Sure. Um, but but I can afford to do that now. You know, wow, before my mom you. would cut my hair. <laughs> Shut up. Okay. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, I, I'm gonna I sympathize with you, but I feel like I also don't sympathize <laughs> with you because I've I've had grays for a while. My I mean, my dad was completely gray by the time he was 30, and so I started wow. seeing gray babies in my 20s, and it it was uncomfortable. I probably plucked the first one that I saw, but when I saw that they kept coming back, I have notoriously thin hair. I knew. <laughs> A one that's half there, barely alive, is better than none. So I just let it be. And thankfully, my hair is a little lighter in color, so it is harder to see. So I think for me, the reality of turning 30 and having that set in, it was less like the aesthetic stuff, but it was more like the social stuff. Like Mm -hmm. I realized that being in your 20s, there's such a unified experience happening with all other 20-year-olds. And when you're 30 shit is so different so like when you're 20 you're in college you and your peers are you're binge drinking or you're cram studying or you're making terrible dating mistakes and you guys can have a laugh about it now when you're in your 30s there's so many people and all all degrees of social status and social life and different stages and everything like i know so many people who are married and having kids some are very career centered they're living the bachelor lifestyle i know people that have been divorced and we're all like you know two years apart give or take and some people are starting their lives completely over with new careers going back to school and some are like me still binge drinking and (laughs) or they're making terrible dating mistakes so it's like we were all caravanning together in our 20s and then now that you hit your 30s the road forked like 40 different ways and we're all different. And and that's fine. But what I don't like about that is the pressure to be a successful adult. Because being an adult is so much more present in your 30s than it is in your 20s, right? Like, it's like 20s is the dress rehearsal and 30s is the performance. Because, uh, and I, I heard that somewhere. I can't take credit for that. But I've only been 30 for a few months. And I already feel the difference because I can't, the phrase, like, what are you up to these days? <laughs> it's different fuck it hits different and it hurts because if when family and friends ask that it is less a polite question because they don't know what to say to you and it's more a direct inquisition into how successful you are by their definition in the realms of adulthood because i cannot tell you how many family members have asked about my ovaries seriously like literally like are you gonna have kids i'm not even married i'm not dating anybody and they're asking about kids and the, they think they're being cheeky, but really they're just giving me a complex because there's this expectation that when you're 30, like you're supposed to have a sick job and a sick house and a haughty spouse and <laughs> that rhyme <laughs> and little Gerber babies and all these, these, the string of pearls that ties everything together. I, apart from the sick job, have none of those things. And I have always thought myself pretty successful And if you don't meet those ambitious standards, I think people feel inadequate. And I legit sometimes feel that way, even though the things I just mentioned are not on my list of priorities right now. And some of them might not be my priority ever. Damn it. That's okay. But it's like not okay. You know what I mean? Because being 30, you're supposed to do like the baby thing in the house. I mean, I know like you, you're not really interested in the baby thing. And do you get asked that all the time? I feel like that must be. yeah. Yeah. So as soon as I got married, I got married in my 20s when I was 27. Um, from that moment, if I went to a family party or to my parents' house even, and they'd ask me if I wanted a drink, an alcoholic drink, and if I said, no, no, I'm okay, I'll just have a sparkling water, immediately, are you pregnant? <laughs> like <laughs> That was said with so much hope, right? They're like, I'm oh, pregnant, yeah. please. Yeah, please. <laughs> please. My mom is like, 
I want a grandchild. Give me a baby. You don't have to raise it. I'll take <laughs> care of it. I just want something from you. And I'm like, Mom, just give my sister a couple of months. She'll she'll get married. She'll give you grandkids. No, I want one from you too. And and so in that, it, you know, going back to what you said, in your 30s, everyone is in such different areas of mm-hmm. their life, right? So we have friends that have kids. Mm-hmm. And my mom is looking at her sister and, you know, the people around her. And now they all have these grandbabies to, to play with. And I feel like my mom is also in a different state. You know, she's trying to navigate the waters of, I'm at the age where not only am I ready to be a grandmother, but, like, the people around me are grandmothers. And how come I'm not? I have a married daughter, goddammit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I think the reason why maybe I don't feel those pressures the same way that you do is because that might be one of the only things that's kind of left on everyone's idea of a 30 agenda for me right Right. so you've checked all the boxes and i haven't even started to fill out the form i I see (laughs) no but (laughs) shit not like that (laughs) no but i I get what you're saying you you have a lot of other things that fit the conventional status yeah yeah but they weren't i never did them because it was expected of me it just kind of fell into place that being said i feel like you have a lot more of the other things that I notice in a lot of 30-something women that I'm just incapable of doing, you know? Some of the women that I have known or, or been around, you know, they, they seem to have their life together more in a sense of they have a routine, right? They, they're, they're keeping busy doing all sorts of things. And you, you have a routine, you know? You, you work out very often. Um, not, like, constantly, but... <laughs> Shit. Please on, elaborate on, 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 on this. <laughs> How often do you think I do or don't work out? What's my routine? Well, <laughs> may, way more often than I do. That's for certain. This so. is true. <laughs> <laughs> I do not work. I should. I should. But I don't. But you, you know, you're healthier than I am. You have a routine. You have other engagements that you do. Whereas I will watch Downton Abbey and eat a bag of chips off my stomach. Not a good thing. <laughs> Not a good thing. That could be sexy. Player cards, right? <laughs> I've tried. It's it's not. Roll down those Coles PJs and <laughs> do a little shaky shake and my toe socks and everything. <laughs> oh, yeah, toe socks. Um, hi, two thousand and three. Called. They want their footwear back. For God's sake, toe socks. Those are the most appalling footwear. But I mean, when I think of thirty-something women, I think of Women who know how to behave, you know? Like women in Hallmark movies. Yes! They're, like, irrationally successful. They have, like, the penthouse apartment. Ex- and I'm they wear Bridget scarves Jones. all the time. Yeah. And I am Bridget Jones, and my friends are Bridget, Bridget Jones. Jones. Did, oh, yeah. She didn't have it together. I no, thought you were she saying didn't. she had it together. No, no she does no, not no, have no. it together. Yeah. I, but maybe everybody's just pretending, and they're just fitting their their ideal of what they think it's supposed to be. So I just feel like life is like this horrible dick measuring contest and it and dicks being like measures of success and society gets to determine what that success looks like. So there's certain people walking around with these large ass success dicks and then, you know, I'm out here rocking a really average but really solid success penis. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) 
You know what they say about average success penises. It's not the motion of my boat. It's the motion of my... No, I think it is the motion no, of your boat. Or whatever. It's not the size of your boat. It's yeah. the motion of the ocean. Yeah, my boat size isn't what matters, but I pay my bills. Exactly. I go on vacation sometimes. You're charismatic. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, so fine. My success dick's good. <laughs> it's good enough. It's good. And Why that's have good when at? there's good enough? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. I, I have to say... It goes, and it's, like, beyond just social stuff and, like, the aging stuff. Turning 30, I think, because you're so in your head because society is like, oh, you know, wrinkles, whoop, your biological clock's ticking, whoop, all these things are happening, and all of a sudden you're, like, worried about all these things, so you're suddenly aware that you're starting to be old. So you start to have these little moments where you're like, fuck, I'm old. And I have to like, there's, I have a couple for sure. These like, oh shit moments where you realize that you're maybe not as young and spry as you used to be. And so for example, I used to uh, work at a sports training facility and they trained everybody from little soccer kiddos to NFL hopefuls. So it was a very big range. And I was assigned to a girls volleyball team and they these girls were you know in their high school age and I was in my later 20s so there's a pretty good age gap and we had loud music playing as we're teaching them different movements that are going to help them with their performance and one of the uh 50 cent came on I think it was like <laughs> PIMP or it was like oh. in the club or some, some a classic, classic. yeah classic. exactly and I said oh shit I love this song I love 50 cent And one of the girls with as much attitude as you could imagine, I'm not even being dramatic. She was like, um, who's that? (laughs) And I, I had to take a beat because I really hadn't thought I was irrelevant. I wasn't even 30 at the time. This was late twenties. And I thought, oh, oh God, I'm becoming irrelevant. I'm becoming yesterday's news. The people that I listened to a la middle school dance, these are artists that these kids don't have any indication of. And I'm having more and more of these little you're old moments as I get older. And it's, I'm not going to lie to you. It's, it's not great. <laughs> it's really not great for the morale, you know? Well, so my, your old moments come in both physical form and form from bullying by Gen Z. But like, so for example, if I eat pizza and don't take a, an antacid before bed, I will not sleep. I mean, I bully you about that. Are Gen Zers bullying you about that? No, no, no. They're not bullying me about that. But they're bullying me about some of the things that I say that I think are funny. And so in the office, I used to work with a couple of Gen Zers. And I I thought I was being funny. And so I go to throw paper into a wastebasket and I say, Kobe, you know, as you do. I didn't make you rest in peace. Yes. <laughs> and by the way, I was not Kobe. It missed. But nothing. No reaction. And um, so I have a couple of stories, actually. Let me get my, my note. Um, a lot of them don't care about the music that we listen to that we still to this day think are classic, like 50 Cent. However, Amen. there's a weird obsession with, like, 90s and early 2000s culture like boy bands right they love in sync they have no idea who hansen is but they like in sync 
or Britney Spears. She's still relevant to this day. Um, but a couple of years ago, I was talking to one of the older Gen Zers uh, about music, and she said she really liked classic music, like In Sync. Ouch. Classic. Fucking ouch. So classic. So I did a little research, right? And I wanted to see what the equivalent of InSync and Britney Spears was to today's generation that might have been the equivalent for us. So hold on to your retinal cream, right? Because InSync, which was founded in 1995, mm-hmm. to us is the equivalent of other 70s bands like Aerosmith and Clearance Clearwater Revival. Did Credence. I say Credence? Credence Damn Clearwater it. I just Revival. referred to them as CCR, you but are I figured fired. I should be. Oh my be. god. Cuz <laughs> John Fogerty is pissed at you right now. Whatever. There oh are kids god. today that don't even know who Nirvana is, so <laughs> The Beatles broke up in 1970. 25 years later, we got in sync. Okay. 26 years later, here we are. What do you mean? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Hold on. I'm no mathematician, but huh. what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. So we had the Beatles. Gen Z has in sync. Like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so is it possible that the Beatles and NSYNC were only 25 years apart? Yeah. I am old. Yeah, and you want to know how I know you're old? <laughs> how do you know I'm old? Okay, so this is actually another difference between 20s and 30s. Uh, when you turn 30, or I guess maybe this applies to late 20s, but it's definitely true in your 30s, your taste in gifts changes. What what matters to you, what's on your list, it, like imagine think about like socks i think everybody ubiquitously understands that socks were classically known as like a lame gift i live for quality socks especially if they're funny i ask for them every year for christmas and you start to ask for more practical things like i asked for a knife sharpener you know like (laughs) that's how you know you're grown because you start asking for like shit you need. You're like, I really could use some trash bags, but like the good ones. Cause I'm really fucking tired oh, those black of ones? buying the really cheap. Yeah. Like I need the lawn and leaf trash oh, bags. Those are good. Yeah, No Kroger shit. No disrespect to Kroger. Cause I buy a lot of their stuff, but I need some good shit. And this is how I know that you're old. Okay. We have, we, you know, every year we do a gift exchange, uh, a bunch of friends of ours will get together and do a gift exchange. And I saw what was on your Christmas list. You oh, asked shit. for gold bond cream. My hands are so dry. No, no. no. you can My buy hands? that shit yourself. You are asking another human being to go out and buy you gold bond medicated <laughs> hand cream for a Christmas gift. I there is, you are old, 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 old. We had another friend ask for compression socks. (laughs) Unironically. And she travels a lot, so that's probably why. But just seeing these pairs of compression socks on an elderly person on her Christmas list was just... It's bad. Maybe she's traveling. You should wear compression socks when you You should. But I'm just saying you asked for, but asking for them for Christmas though is, is like the the indicator that you're old. Yeah. You don't want to spend money on yourself. So you're asking people to buy you things that you need. Or you buy it so often that, you know, it's just good to have one in the car for when your hands get super dry. 
after you use hand sanitizer you could buy it yourself there's no getting out of this you you could buy this yourself there's no i wanted a cheap option for them <laughs> ask for a candy bar or i don't know ask for a little baby liquor bottle you asked for gold bond never mind <laughs> you want to know what was on my christmas list rum and a shirt that said bigfoot is real and he tried to eat my ass <laughs> a real shirt that's what i asked for so maybe so, i'm not maybe you're just cooler than i am maybe well, no i've never been cool i just don't think i have taste but i did ask my mom for a vacuum cleaner too so oh sh- the, the really nice one the... no i just asked for a vacuum cleaner oh, I don't shit, really you're gonna care. get one from the 2000s that has a smell you know what if it works i don't care (laughs) so i mean your tastes in in gifts change and you know what else changes is your taste in dating and i gotta say in your 30s it's different because when you're 30 you're like much more judicious and i would also venture to say that when you're 30 you're like a better version of yourself you're more aware right like you may not be your best self but you're probably more well adjusted than you were um and you know you're very free and easy in your 20s and that means you're probably free and easy with your dating choices i know i was and so now i don't spend time asking questions like oh do you have a dog what do you do for fun it's now more like how aware of you are you are your past traumas and how are they currently impacting your life and do you take active steps to heal those traumas or maladjustments so you don't project that bullshit onto me and what do you do for fun (laughs) so it's it's much more involved now and like because of that, the candidate pool is so much smaller and it there's like because your expectations have gone up and less people are available, what remains is usually less than ideal. And I know you don't know, but shit, did you just say that asking for at least self-awareness of your past traumas is setting your expectations up higher? Yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm only speaking for my 20s versus 30s self. Yes. Those are your lessons learned that everyone is. My lessons learned that red flags are red and they should be acknowledged <laughs> and it's not a problem to ask about them if you see them. I don't know. I've, Just I've... the fact that that's raising a bar. <laughs> hey, this is supposed to be a place of non-judgment. No, I'm not judging you. I'm judging the dating pool. What is happening in in? I don't know. That's another topic in itself. That's I don't probably know. yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. We should. And I think you know what? Being a thirty year old too, and also ha- saying, oh, like let's say you're at a bar, right? You lock eyes with somebody across the room. You're like, sup, right? Yeah, this like full yeah, all the time. Okay, and then my fantasy explanation that I'm giving you. Okay, that's exactly yes, what's happening. That's exactly right. We lock eyes, and he approaches me so slowly, and he says, "Hey, I'm." brad or whatever <laughs> and i say hello i'm Lindsay, and he says how old are you because that's I don't, is that a question I, I don't know i don't know how old are you i'm seven if i say i'm 30 i just feel like that has the same ring to it as like putting the manager special on produce at the grocery <laughs> store because it's about to expire you know it's like i'm not bad yet but i'm oh i'm right there I like I have a shelf life and it's approaching swiftly. So if you're going to act, do it now. I'm on clearance. That's how that's what being 30 and being in the dating world feels like. It feels like you're on clearance. (laughs) What happens when you're in your 40s then? I don't know. I don't want to (laughs) know. I don't know if anybody out there knows. 
tell me it's not so bad. It's not so bleak. Because... Oh my God. I know. Thank God you're married, huh? I know. Thank God I found my person when I was so young. Because mm-hmm. I have not had to worry about any of this stuff. Mm. Can you imagine how bad I would be? I just look at someone and go, no. Yeah. It's not because I'm shallow either. It's just because I... I make assumptions about you before I even meet you. I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we know all too well based on uh, our previous episode. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Shit starts to slow down, too. It's not just... It's on top of, like, social expectations and dating and all that crap. Like, your body just says, nah. Like, And you're not old. But, like, hangovers, dude. Oh, my God. That's before, what- I would just... I'd drink a couple of adioses. Then the next casually too, yeah, casually, like at yeah. dinner, <laughs> blackout. The next morning, eight a.m., drag myself to my internship, be fine, eat, go to like a, a restaurant, eat food, not feel like dying, and then go maybe out that night. It's to true. Do it all over again. Mm-hmm. Now I have to plan my hangovers in advance. It's true, and I like refuse to acknowledge that I can't quite hang. Like, I'm aware, but I'm also not aware. I'm like, oh, no, it's fine. And then it's very swiftly not fine. And then the next day, I literally want to die. I mean, mm-hmm. just I think the best, most recent example I can think of is when we went to <laughs> a concert a few months ago. <laughs> I don't know what happened that night. I do. Okay. Tequila. That happened. I think it was tequila. Honestly, I don't remember. Either way, um, I tried to mosh. I ended- you, hurt- you fell? I fell. I sprained my ankle. It still hurts to this day. Two months, three months later. Jesus. I know. And I threw up in front of an Uber driver that was about to take us. Thank God he didn't <laughs> drive away. Not all heroes wear capes. And yeah. the next day, I um, I saw I saw death. I saw the life after. Mm-hmm. And you guys, it's 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 not great. It's it's not great. So I was drinking Pedialyte and I was projectile vomiting like green Oof. because it was like blue Pedialyte and uh, like yellow bile. It God. was like the exorcist. <laughs> and I've never, and I'm not going to say never yeah. because you have, you have liquor amnesia. You like forget <laughs> about being so sick. I I've definitely been sicker in my life. But when you get to be this age, you are definitely, it's like you're taking out alone on your future happiness when you go out drinking <laughs> you really are yeah and you always pay it's it's like two to three business days mm-hmm. of just misery afterwards mm-hmm. i it for me it creeps up on me too i'll go out not expecting to get completely blitzed out of my mind just to say this doesn't happen frequently i have like maybe five of these nights a year but these Five nights, they make an impact mm-hmm. on everyone around me and on my lifespan because I'm pretty sure they take a couple years off. But a couple years? <laughs> what kind of nights? You having like Project X nights? Yeah, what? you've been there for it. Have I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might have been with me for it, but, but my body was there. Y- your soul was elsewhere. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but, but I, I just I feel like after these nights. I, the next morning I wake up and I, I literally cannot do anything. I'm laying in bed. And if I had made a prior commitment, 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 I don't know why I said <laughs> it like that. If I've made a prior commitment, I'm fucked. Because there was one night where I just, I went out, did not expect to get completely 
drunk out of my mind. Come home. The next morning, I am so hungover. And my parents and some of their friends are coming over for dinner. And I have to somehow will myself out of bed to prep food so that these people can come over to my house for the first time. It was a nightmare. And my mom and sister talked shit on me because they're like, you didn't do anything. You didn't clean. You barely cooked anything. <laughs> Little did they know. <laughs> that you were fighting for your life. <laughs> I was. I was fighting for my life. <laughs> so, And it's self-inflicted, too. That's the worst thing when that happens. You, like, don't know who to blame. It's you don't, just myself. I know, but, like. But I don't want to. No, of course not. Because why would you? <laughs> Honestly, it it's, like, too much to handle at once. Getting older. And actually, I think. But here's here's the the kicker. I think the best part about all this, despite the hangovers and like the dating pool being really small and all these things, the best part is being irrelevant. And I know, I know you the face. I know. Yeah, I, I made at a me face. Like, like excuse, and I'll tell you why. Because to the younger generation, we're lame. They've let us know that more than once. Thank you, Gen Z. You've humbled me. And. <laughs> And boomers, you've been beefing with millennials since day one. No mm -hmm. surprises there. So we're just kind of irrelevant. But you now didn't that we're Gen X, poor Gen X. Well, Gen X, we're not beefing. No, we're, we're not beefing. I think we're close enough in age that they kind of experience the older millennials and the younger Gen Xers. They kind of get it. So I don't know. There's no beef there. I don't think. But when you become a certain age and you start to lose that relevancy and like the things that are really popular, you don't get. Like, why is this not funny to me anymore? Or I don't know what this lingo is. And the younger generation says you're lame. You're like, well, shit, if I'm not cool, I get to be who I want to be because it doesn't matter. <laughs> and dude, that is so cool because I've spent my whole life not being cool. And now finally, everybody else around me is not cool either <laughs> because we're all fucking old. Do you know how awesome that is? Speak for your fucking self, okay? What do you mean? I think I have a charm and charisma. Maybe, that... but that doesn't make you cool. You're always like that. What? You're like the funny older aunt. Shit. I yeah. <laughs> Think about that. Let that marinate for a second. Do yeah. that. I, I did say Kobe, and it did. It, it didn't land, right? It didn't land because in the basket. You're irrelevant. Or in, yeah. So embrace it, dude. Shit. It's you are free from the chains of coolness. Not that you ever had the chains <laughs> yeah, of coolness I never to did. begin with. I always wanted them, but, but it just means that. You, yeah, this is true. <laughs> but it just means that you now fit in with everybody else. And how cool is that, guys? So if you're gonna take anything away from that, just know that like. You're not cool, but neither is anybody else. If you're old, if you're young, you got you're you, you be got cool. That's the only thing in life that matters. If you're not cool, you're nothing. <laughs> no, actually, you know, just have some self-respect. If, if no. you're not, <laughs> no, lose the self-respect. If it, if you're not cool, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's awful. It only matters what other people think of you. Yeah, that's what that's what uh, the movies tell us, or what not movies. Literally, that, yeah, that's what I learned when I was a kid. Everything that I knew about being cool was from movies. That's true. 90s comedies. Yeah. I was very... Good for a laugh, not so good for morale. Yeah. <laughs> so even though, though, we were irrelevant and it's kind of this empowering thing, I still feel like some days I revert back to the awkward 
not even 20 something year old that I was like the 13 year old <laughs> who just has no idea what's going on and just keeps messing up like constantly. Dude, it's, okay. When I mess up, I mess up. Yeah. Bold italicized underline mess up. And it's in those humbling moments that I, I do go back to that 13 year old self. And <laughs> actually today I had a moment <clears throat> like that and I'm not proud of it, but it happened. <laughs> Um, so in the interest of eating healthy and right, being 30, mm -hmm. you got to eat the leafy things. You can't just heat up a hot pocket and call it good. No, you need that fiber, man. You need that fiber. So I made myself an old base uh, veggie sandwich. Old Bay is the seasoning. Yeah. Veggie sandwich. Okay. So it's like a crap load of vegetables and, and you just threw seasoning onto bread. No, you like make this like dressing and you coat that that's not okay, the point okay, of the story okay, okay, okay. all right i'm just trying to let you know that i'm eating healthy okay yeah because i'm 30 bay. and that's yeah. what you're supposed to do with old bay yeah who is not sponsored by us but please old bay consider it. i know seriously. i eat your guys' stuff a lot so <laughs> anyway um and you're supposed to put all the vegetables in a pita <laughs> and i thought you know this would be really good if it was toasted oh no so i put it in our you toaster oven hold on wait before you put the veggies in or after the, the veggies didn't go in there oh, okay. i just toasting so just... the pita to fill it okay and i got it nice and toasted i flip it and then i hear like and I, the laundry is ready it's oh done. no so, but like the way the apartment's laid out the kitchen is right next to where the the dishwasher not the dishwasher the, the, <laughs> the thing laundry. with the clothes going yeah, yeah. The, right, the, the washing, washing machine. machine yeah that yeah that's it. it and i'm pulling clothes out and then i was talking to my roommate about this really cool thing that her work might be partnering with for a television show and then all of a sudden it's <laughs> i look over the pita is engulfed in flames <laughs> no, yeah do you guys have a fire like extinguisher? We no but we, <gasps> ha we have smoke detectors and they were not going off before it was like you cook bacon and the grease is enough to set it off the, today when it was like backdraft up in that oh bitch my God. there was nothing and <laughs> i unplugged the the toaster oven and turned it off to like kill the heat source and then i didn't open it to like you know kill the flame because after i opened it the one time it yeah, like the, breathed yeah. fire at me and that was enough <laughs> so it it died it the fire went out but i opened it and that bitch was so smoky <laughs> and i don't know if anybody's familiar with the office but when uh ryan has a cheese pita and he sets it on fire and the entire building evacuates that's like what happened the building didn't evacuate but we had to open our door, all the windows. We don't. Ha we had one little fan. I have one little baby fan that I have in my room because there's no ceiling fans. So I'm running around trying to get this shit aired out. And the dogs are like shaking because they, they don't know what the hell is going on. And that toaster oven is toast, but not intended. The, the glass is like black. You can't, you can't see it. You and can't that clean pita, it or anything? I don't know. Maybe. I don't oh, know. Shit. I'm bad juju. I should probably just get rid of it. But that pita is black. It was black. Did you still eat it? I definitely ate a bite of it. <laughs> For dramatic effect, I definitely ate a bite of it. And it was gross. It was like literally eating cancer. It was so disgusting. Um, so it's in these sweet little moments that I realized that, hmm. <laughs> Even though I'm 30, I can still mess up just like I was 20 or 18 or 13, even though I've never set any appliances <laughs> on fire up until today. So, you know, there, there's just always a time. There's always a happens. time. Age is just a number. It you is. can do seriously juvenile shit 
any day and today was my day and so I'll probably be using my grown-up girl money to buy a new toaster oven tomorrow because I'm an idiot oh my god yeah holy shit I'm gonna get you a fire extinguisher for Christmas you know what that would be a super mature gift and I'm okay with it yeah yeah (laughs) so you you have uh you have t-shirts that have I forgot what it even says. Uh, Bigfoot the- tried to eat my ass. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So you, you're going to get that, and then you're going to get a fire extinguisher. Right, yeah. Like a little column A, a little column B. It- something funny, something practical. That's like everything. I think is- that's what this is. That's what this podcast is. It's a little bit of Bigfoot, a little bit of humor, but it's a little practical. It's a little life advice. So I feel like learn from our mistakes. Please. Please Everything. do. Do not set your shit on fire. It's awful. I mean, isn't there like a timer or something? Like, Yeah, it just hadn't gone off yet. I think I turned the knob way too high. Oh, yeah. I just gave have. it a real aggressive turn and left it. Honestly, that's I don't what know I do with the toaster, though. Maybe. And I don't know what's in pita that makes it so flammable. Maybe it there's is. like gasoline flammable. in it, but that shit was like flaming. Dude, but honestly, when you're toasting a pita, just in case any of our listeners want the best way to toast a pita... Cut it first so that it airs out. Because ah. sometimes if you toast it, when it's still kind of together, that thing is a brick. It won't open. You won't be able to get any meat inside that pita. So you got to open it up a little Dude. bit. Pro tip. I know. Thank Where you. were you at like 12 p.m. today? I Fuck. mean, <laughs> it sounds like that was the least of your worries at 12 well, p.m. today. Maybe if I <laughs> opened it, it aired out and there wouldn't be a problem. Maybe. Hmm? Do you ever think of that? No. You only think about yourself. And on that note, (laughs) (laughs) on that note, what? Yeah, on that note, I'm going to um, announce this episode's charismatic, (gasps) not hot. Ooh, yes. I I need some positivity in my life. Yeah, I've got. I'm like upset now, so we need to pivot. Um, What you got? All right, so this 38 year old Academy and Tony Award nominated actor got his big break on the set of a popular hbo tv show since then he's become a cultural phenomena in film and a running joke on last week tonight with john oliver big brody and with a march of a penguin's walk that can moisten the sahara kylo ren himself <laughs> adam driver whoa whoa yeah, whoa okay. hold on march whoa. of the penguin's walk right is that where i lost you yeah you said okay first of all did you mean broody yeah i meant broody but okay, i said broody that, so we'll move past that one <laughs> the penguin thing where does that fit into this okay so if you see him walk especially in the star wars movies he kind of wobbles. It's like his legs are broken and they're in casts. And he kind of just tilts as he walks. Is this like universally known or is this just something you decided? Because you made this sound um, like everybody's supposed to know. Okay, so we're looking at the sound guy and he's shaking his head. He doesn't know. So maybe it's just me. Maybe I decided that Adam Driver have- walks weird. But, I you know. Like oh, Apparently the sound guy walks like There's that. There's a dozen too. of them, I guess. Dozens. <laughs> <laughs> but only one is uh is big and uh what is it? Bro- bro- broody? Broody? Broody. That's broody. the word. That's the word. Brody is the uh the guy in Jaws. The guy Oh yeah, the, like, that's why I guy. keep saying Brody. Yeah, yeah. Is Chief that why? Brody, right? Yeah. No, I think it's from the OC, but I've never seen the OC. Something Brody, right? Yeah, Isn't Adam that? Brody. That's the He's one. like the nerd guy in it. Yeah. Is it the character's name? Wait, no, Adam. The... Wait, wait, Adam Brody is. 
Adrian no. Brody. No. Adrian Brody is the uh, Academy but, Award winning actor in The Pianist. Yes. Very good movie, by the way. Yes. He was actually in a movie with my dad. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Straight up. Yep. You can't. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Please, story time. We'll get back to our charismatic, not hot segment in just a moment after these words from Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, long story short, my dad was a weapons provider for like B movies. So like he, if they needed like guns for things, he would provide them. And this movie was called Solo. And it was starred Mario Van Peebles, which I don't know if anybody <laughs> knows who that is. If you're older, you probably know who that is. And it's about a guy that was created by the military like a robot. And he starts to make like moral decisions <laughs> because I forget why, but he starts to make moral decisions. And uh, Adrian Brody is like the the hero and it. He's kind of like the smart computer guy, I think, who's like against what's happening. So he's trying to like get solo to bring him down or get him out of there. I forget, but my dad plays like a mercenary. (laughs) (laughs) So he's not only the weapons expert, but he's also has a role. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. And his line delivery is What is it? Pretty awesome. (laughs) What is it? I mean, his his claim to fame is like, what are we hunting? Battleships or something? It's like something really silly like that. And it, but like, I can't talk shit because he's in a movie and I'm not. Yeah. Which yeah. like, you know, maybe fatal change that. But I, yeah. So they met and I hate to say this, but he said that Adrian Brody wasn't super friendly with like the cast and the staff and the crew and everything. So I've actually heard that from. Yeah multiple people i guess he's just not a very friendly dude so yeah. he would not win the charismatic not hot he would not nope he would not but but adam driver would adam driver would however there's a funny story about how he landed on our list mm-hmm. for the two of us because mm-hmm. we never got it before this is true what okay for, here's how it is you said that he was attractive because you had already seen this particular sketch I, yes i've that seen we're this about sketch. to talk about yes but you were like with kylo ren like i just never got it i just i wasn't i didn't understand the appeal yes so there's a popular snl sketch uh where adam driver um is playing a character called uh abraham s uh, h uh parnassus mm-hmm. and um, an oil baron yeah he's an oil baron and he is um uh, presenting at his son mordecai's career day uh, career is it career day I know, or is it like like, like bring your parent to yes what well, something like that um i watched it and i was like am i feeling things no is is he attractive no i think i'm attracted to this <laughs> and i needed someone else to agree with me it's true so i showed it to Lindsay. yeah and honestly because i, I this is no disrespect to Adam Driver or anybody that does like him just as he is, you know, but he just never tickled me in that way, we'll say. And after I saw him put on the old man wig and liver spots <laughs> and and deliver this comedic performance of a lifetime, I laughed my ass off. And I think I watched it like five times in a row. And it was in that moment when he was berating Pete Davidson, a.k.a. his, like, son in the sketch. His weak son. Yeah, his weak son. I decided that Adam Driver was on my list. He made it as an old man. And that's the that's literally the definition of a charismatic not hot. They could mm-hmm. be not classically handsome to you or attractive to you, but they do something so funny or so charismatic 
that they like change your mind. So yeah. he's actually a pretty textbook <laughs> definition of a charismatic non. Well, yeah, because he caught your attention when he basically looked like a rotting old man. Yes. So, you know, if he wants to put that wig on and come do the no pants dance, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't say no. But only as uh, Mr. Parnassus. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Because I don't want to have sex with with uh, Kylo Ren. I want to have sex with the oil baron. <laughs> so have you ever actually heard of the little quips that John Oliver would make about Adam Driver? On no. Show? Would he like make fun of his appearance? Or No, no, no. They were uh, very sexual in nature. But, but oh. not like cool sexual. Like here's a quote uh, from one of the episodes. Step on my throat, Adam Driver, you rudely large man. <laughs> rudely large is like- break my fingers you brooding mountain what the <laughs> okay <laughs> sneeze in my mcflurry you pensive bison <laughs> what <laughs> pull my heart out through my ear you meaty oak tree impale my brain you unacceptable monstrosity wow these sound like really bad romance novel lines so maybe he should write a romance novel you know what I think we just came up with an idea. John Oliver, if you and your team um, want a great idea, you can contact us. You can email us, and we'll be uh, giving you that email very shortly. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> right. If if he ever did that, I think I would shit my pants. And then we would definitely help him write his romance novel, though. After I clean out the shit from my <laughs> pants, sure, I'd be available to do so. Just wear a skirt. You'll be fine. Well, okay. I guess that really uncouth, <laughs> Uneloquent, unclassy, whatever, unwhatever note that wraps up our shit. <laughs> I don't As think that caught Cepeda's it. Peter's yeah. losing it. I'm losing it. So I think we should probably bring I think it to we a need close. To, yeah, I think we need to let stop these topics now. marinate around in your head. I think I've said marinate like three times now, but that's okay. You have, you have. I think I've just got meat on the brain. I'm sure you do. I'm sure I do. <laughs> if you liked what you heard and no, that's your part. <laughs> that is my part. I'm going to stop. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so Damn, stop looking at us like that. I, can't I know you're tired. All right. We're all tired. We're almost done. You guys keep up with your favorite salty little snacks. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at two salty broads. That's two spell T-W-O. I'm not going to repeat this for every episode, but since you guys are new, I need to tell you how to spell two. Want to talk shit or have an episode idea? Email us at two salty broads at gmail.com. Okay, it is 10 p.m. It is, and I keep yawning. That entire time <laughs> you were talking, I was yawning, and I am not ashamed to admit it because... I am 30, and that's allowed. And well, we just talked. We just spent an hour talking about how that's allowed. So excuse me. It's time to so long, farewell, and go fuck yourself. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, on that really cute little note. Yeah. I'm Lindsay. I'm Sapita. Uh, thanks for listening, and remember, stay, stay salty. salty.